We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That is Tyler Siski. Got your Did you desk. spill it everywhere? God, I didn't spill it. It was just a good crack, man. Yeah, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Maybe that's what he said. <laughs> yeah, what he said, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? You never know these days. All right. <laughs> You're going to in so much trouble. I didn't, hey, but look, I'm now going to get you banned for not, non-explicit. Do you know, uh, by the way. You know I have not Sunday dropped Sunday night a, at, in, at, at the Pelicans game, it was Pride Night. So, I mean. <laughs> you know I, I have not dropped an F-bomb in like four shows. Yeah, I know. You've done well. Not one. And you know what pisses me off about it? Let me tell you why it's hard for me to change my behavior. Is I'm like a dog. When my behavior changes in a positive direction, I would like some affirmation. Not from you. <laughs> but do you know who has not said one word to me about Your it? Your mother? My mother has not said one <laughs> word. I'm like, you're the one that's supposed to be letting me know that I'm doing good. <laughs> I mean, you're the one I can count on, but yeah, it is yeah. what it is. So we're brought to you by rain total body fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at rain body fuel to learn more. Tyler breaking out the thermogenic. Yes, sir. I got the watermelon warlord today. I'm going to get a, a workout in today. So I'm going, I'm going pre-workout actually today. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm gonna go get a workout in after, probably after this show. Got an errand to run, and then I'm gonna go work out. I really need to get with my man Bob and figure out what the deal is with these thermogenics, whether it's Red Dragon, um, the Watermelon Warlord, and what's the blue one we had? Um, is it Blue Rush that you you had? Oh, uh, 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 I can't remember the name of it. Carson actually likes that one a lot. These are the two I drink all the time. All kidding aside is when I drink these and work out, I lose more weight the next day. Like I, cause I weigh every morning. And so I, I lose more weight when I, with the thermogenics than I do the other ones. 
pretty interesting. It is interesting. I've been, uh, for the first time in years, running distance on consecutive days. Oh. So I'll be curious to see. Like, I got up yesterday in Hot Springs. I got up at 4-something in the morning and was in the gym at 5 getting my run in. Let's go. I know. How Let's about that? Go. Ran every morning in New Orleans. Let's go. How about that? Got up in Nashville on Friday. Got up at five. Ran seven miles. <laughs> got in the shower. Got out of there. Came, picked up Carson. Went to New Orleans. Got up Saturday morning in New Orleans. Put in almost eight miles. I know. I, Why? I, well, I just. You're, you're, you've hit your stride, man. I, I think I've kind of gotten to the place where I can run every day. I didn't. I was doing every other day running for a while. Let's go. No one cares about this. But uh, anyway. yeah, uh, Austin with a super chat. Appreciate you, Austin. Uh, I've missed you guys. Good to have you back. Yeah, we've been. It's. Uh, I was out of town for a week. I was in the whole. Yeah, because you left Wednesday, right? I left on Tuesday, oh, Tuesday for Nashville. I was in Nashville Wednesday, Thursday, and then <clears throat> left Nashville Friday. Went to New Orleans. Was in New Orleans Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. Left New Orleans on Monday. Had to go to Hot Springs yesterday. Yeah. Was in Hot Springs. Passport fiascos. Yeah. Was in Hot Springs until almost one yesterday, and then I got back. I was a little panicked. I was like, I am one traffic jam from missing a press conference that I don't need to miss. Did but, you drive fast? All right, so we got to talk about driving. Can we do this for a minute? <laughs> sure. Okay. Your show, too, as you like to say. There are... There are... Two different kinds of drivers <laughs> that I... I'll be interested if I fall into one of these categories. That I detest. All right? Now, number one, and they're kind of related in a way. Number one is the person who gets in the left lane and blocks it. <laughs> All right. I had that problem. Literally, my wife saw me MFing somebody in the car, and she got mad at me because my kids were in the car. Now, my other problem is... You're in the left lane. Speed limit's 70, okay? Yep. You're going like 81, 82. You don't really want to go faster than that because if a cop sees you, you're popped, right? You're, you're trying to accelerate right. and get past somebody, but he doesn't know that, and he gets you going 88 and a 70, and all of a sudden you're out 250 bucks. Right. Okay? So you're, you're 81, 82, and you're, you're getting past people, and here comes what I like to call hard charger. <laughs> They're flying <laughs> behind you. And they come up right on top of you. We're like, you tap your brakes. We're having a multi. Yep. I hate that person. I No, no. I hate that. I judge you. <laughs> I don't like you. I don't care what happens to you. You're a bad person. You are endangering people's lives with that hard charging right up on top of you. Like, it's like, hey, move over. And it's like, I'm trying. If you'll just chill a minute, you can see that I'm getting past somebody and I'm going to get out of your way and you can go 95 miles an hour down the road and God forbid you hurt anybody. But if you do, I hope it's you. Yep. I, I literally have the exact same. It's funny, man. You have the exact same frustrations. One is, so leaving Nashville on Monday, coming back, a lot of 18-wheelers in the right-hand right, right lane, right? Right. And... Lady wants to go the exact same speed of the 18-wheelers, and I can't pass her in the left-hand lane. 
and I'm, I'm I'm bump drafting her, trying to get her to move over. I'm flashing my lights at her, whatever. Oh, you flash your lights and everything. Oh yeah, I get yeah. pissed. Yeah, I get like I do the hand motions like like uh, Days of Thunder. I point at them and get them to move over. I'm like, let's go, because I have you know the truck I have sits up a little bit, and um, yeah, didn't do it. So that that went on for about ten minutes. I got pissed off, and then when I and then when I passed her, it it was a, a young lady with Texas tags. By the way, DJ Mario is lazy. Says those people in the left lane usually have Texas tags. Well, guess what? This one had Texas tags. It was like a Subaru Outback. Forest right. Green, Subaru Outback. If you were in Nashville Monday leaving and you are between a 30, I say 35 to 45-year-old lady, get out of the left-hand lane. So that went on, that irritates me. But I'm with you. So my normal deal is I go 80 miles an hour. That's what I set my cruise on. If I'm feeling frisky and I got to go a little bit, I would go 85. Okay. All right. I will be in the left-hand lane passing people. Like, I'm not holding traffic up. I'm passing people. But just like you said, it's the people that are driving so fast behind you. I never see them coming. They're all me before I even know they're there. Because I'm very aware, like, I'm 100% convinced it's not, I'm a, it's not that I'm a great driver. I'm a very aware driver. I know where my outs are if something happens. And they will come up behind you and bump draft you, and they come out of nowhere. It's not like that. I've been holding up traffic. And they're going 105, and you're going 85. Yeah, and, what are they doing? I don't know. It, it pisses me off. And then the other one that drives me crazy, we'll get off this, I promise. The other one that drives me nuts is you're on two lane, like seven between here and Memphis. I mean, here in yes. Holly Springs. Yes. Which is the worst stretch of. Yeah, it's bad. They're going 52 miles an hour. <laughs> and you go to pass them. And when you go to pass them, all of a sudden their ego kicks in and they speed up and like, <laughs> no, 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 you son of a bitch. If anything, you should slow down now because I'm 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 passing you because you're going too damn slow. You're trying to be a hero or whatever. But all of a sudden, when I go to pass you, now you speed up. Well, now you're endangering people. Don't do anything that endangers you shouldn't do. Hey, you know the the other thing you haven't experienced yet that would be I would I would damn near pay money to watch you driving this that you have not experienced yet. Go to Talladega, and then leave the race at Talladega. Mm-hmm. All right. Because they just watched three hours of cars dro- driving 200 miles an hour at six, and you got and some of those cats are the worst. And and here's I'm the just thing: be real now, not, of, not 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 to paint a demographic <laughs> or to stereotype, but right. when hey when hard charger comes up <laughs> and you say hey what do you think this guy is? Um, white dude with a mullet in this early <laughs> mid to late mid, mid to late twenties. <laughs> all right, so they've they've extended they've they've done all this work on the interstate around the super speedway, and so they've you know made it like four you know four lanes or whatever and going in both directions toward Atlanta and toward Birmingham, on I twenty, and when you leave the race, they think they're in the race, <laughs> and they have to get up on you and they're driving fast they're drafting. and they're drafting <laughs> and they're moving lanes just like they're yeah, and, then, and then they're intoxicated on top of that no 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 and, and, no. and it's it's no it is. I'm talking about one of the most stressful drives you can have is leaving the track and going. So I've done it both ways. Uh, That's what she said. <laughs> golly, <laughs> you've been gone for a week. <laughs> Glad you're home, Neil. <laughs> I'm going to call Laura in here and get you, get, get you in trouble in a minute. But um, no, uh, it, it's just, it's, it is what it is. All right. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, so I went to Nashville, a couple things here. Um, so we were planning to go Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. And so the tickets 
ticket prices for Saturday were nuts, right? Even with Kentucky out? Hang on. So they were nuts. They were like, and I always do, not a sponsor, like game time app uh, that you can get tickets last minute and the tickets drop all the time, right? Yeah. Well, dude, they're like 189, 200 bucks a session. Well, I'm ta- I'm rolling in five deep. Right. So I'm not about to drop five large on, on semifinal games, right? No. I mean, one grand on that. So I'm like, man. So our check-in at our Airbnb was at 4 o'clock. And so I was like, man. I was like, we'll just go hang, you know, do something, hang out. Well, late that night, okay. On Kentucky, Friday night. On Friday night, Kentucky yeah. loses. To Vanderbilt, right. I, I'd already told my kids to go to bed because we were going to leave at like 7. I already told my kids, go to bed or whatever. I will just get up and go when everybody gets ready to go. Well, dude, Kentucky loses and these tickets start plummeting. Yes, of course. Okay. Before the Kentucky game, tickets were at 188. Mm-hmm. That was the cheapest you could get mm-hmm. after the Kentucky game. 22. 37 bucks. 37 bucks. And that was fees and everything. So it yep. was probably a little lower, right? I've told people before. I mean, it's no no joke. <coughs> the the if, if you ever go to the tournament and you don't have tickets, you're just hanging out, or you, you only have tickets for one session, when Kentucky plays, okay? Yep. If Kentucky's playing on Thursday or Friday in the SEC tournament, when they play, go downtown, go to one of the bars, restaurants, whatever, walk around, whatever whatever suits your lifestyle. Yep. Be near the arena. If the game's close, get your tab paid off, all that stuff. If the game gets close or if Kentucky becomes obvious that, hey, they might not win, head over to the arena and stand outside one of the main entrance exits. If they lose, look for people in blue. They will give you their tickets. Yeah, They're pissed off. They're emotional. Because <laughs> the Kentucky fans that go to the tournament, and again, I'm painting with a broad brush here, are not the, not the ones that go to the games at Lexington. Yeah, These are the <clears throat> sidewalk fans. These are the sidewalk alumni. Okay. Let's say, what are they big, what are they big buildings for around the stadium? <laughs> Those them. And they'll give you their tickets because they're pissed off. Or they'll 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 sell you their tickets for twenty bucks because they're gonna take the twenty dollars and go drink. Yeah. So be there and I realize you weren't there, that wasn't yeah. an option. But if you're the, if you're ever going and you're like, hey, I wanna get cheap tickets the rest of the way, they've bought the whole package because they assumed Kentucky's gonna go to the championship game. Right. And when they get beat on Thursday, they're out. Yeah. They're, they're not coming back to the games because they're gonna be so <laughs> steaming mad. You can get you can get great seats, the whole deal, twenty bucks. And so, the tickets are thirty seven bucks. Well, they always go down, right? And the same thing with the championship game. The championship games were like thirty bucks. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm cool. All right, I was like, I didn't even buy the tickets yet. I said, I'll just wait until we get there, and I'll get the because we at this point we were not going to make it for the uh, semifinals anyway because the kids weren't going to be up. So I was like, I'll just get the tickets tomorrow on the game time. I'm cool. Dude, we get to Nashville, drive to Nashville. I actually watched the Alabama game on on the um, on my phone while I was driving. <clears throat> um, and so didn't really pay attention. Well, I get parked really about the time that the second game is starting in the semifinals. I get uh-huh. parked and we're gonna go down Broadway and all that stuff. Dude, I look at get on the app, tickets start jumped up. They go up to like 90. And I'm like, wait a minute, what the hell is going on? And I said, oh, they'll go back down, whatever. Within an hour, the tickets were up back up to 166 bucks for Sunday. For Sunday, yeah, because Alabama had won, right? And that's what I was. Doing. All of their people were coming up. 
to the point I ended up finally I found some for fifty later on. Right. But we had a friend of ours from Tuscaloosa that actually called us because they couldn't find a place to stay. Uh, so they stayed with us in our Airbnb on uh, Saturday night. He drove up with his three kids. Roll I mean, damn I mean, tide. Roll tide. Damn right. And uh, he had better seats than I did. I had a parking pass. But anyway. Um, did you bring a gun? Did I bring a gun where? Oh, I, I, we're talking about Alabama basketball. I started I need to bring a gun. Oh, wow. Sorry. Speaking of, um, Brandon Miller. <sighs> yeah. That's the first time, I've, first time I've seen him live. Yeah. And I found myself not watching the game. Uh, this is the first time this has ever happened to me. I found myself in the basketball game, mm-hmm. literally zoomed in on his just him with or without the ball. He's the most captivating basketball player I've ever seen live because he is elite yeah. in everything. And it's, it's not shooting. It's not ball handling. It's everything. He plays without the, the way he plays without the ball. Like, he'll get a rebound, dude. He looks so effortless in his court vision. And I, we were sitting behind the, um, <clears throat> the basket up a little bit. Uh-huh. And just to see him move and, and without the ball and play defense. And, I mean, just he is a complete – he's a dude, man. How, I mean, how, how good is the top of this NBA draft? He's going to be third. He's third. Third is his ceiling. He will not move into the top two. That's how – and he's he, – last year he may have been the first pick of the draft. That's, that's how good – Like that, I saw Jabari Smith, you know. Yeah, he's better than Jabari. It's not even close. Oh, no, 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 no. In my opinion. No, now, I'm not, not a basketball. It's, it's not close. I'm just a no, man, it's, right? It's, it's not close. But, dude, I was just like, and you know why. I mean, you know why they're that good. And the other thing, we'll talk about Alabama, we'll get the bracket stuff in a minute, but um, the other thing is that they're deep, dude. They just keep, keep rolling dudes off the bench that are dudes. No, he's done a really good job uh, with their program, building a roster, building a <clears throat> building a culture. They're tough. Um A&M tried to hang with them. They just couldn't hang with them. It it made a good team look average. They made a good team look average. Yeah, I watched. we watched that game. We were in New Orleans. We watched it on TV. Um, it was a good game. All right, let's roll. We'll talk a little NFL before we get to your bracket. All right. Um, so what we'll do, we'll talk a little NFL, then we'll get to the uh, bracket, and we'll go through that and let you do your thing live. But before right. that. Before that, let's have a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with the challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. I've used therapy as a way to handle stress, clear negative thoughts, mentally relax a little. It's a life changer for me. Frankly, it increased uh, my happiness levels. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. Switch therapist anytime. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com MPW today to get 10% off your first order. Uh, that's BetterHelp.com slash MPW. Um, all right, so let's talk a little NFL stuff. Um, explain some things to the fans, and then we'll talk about certain guys. Get your thoughts on some hey, things. Did, before we do, did you know I've listened to uh, sports radio a lot the last couple of days. Um, did you know that Aaron Rodgers might play for the Jets and he might retire? Did you know that? I've heard. How many how many shows was that talked about? Every, holy cow! It's taking up a lot of time, huh? Dude, we're gonna mention him, but I mean, it's uh, it's, it's I like mean, every like it's show is like, the whole show. 
every show is Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, and it's, it's, it's predictable. It's, okay, what does it mean if he goes to the Jets? Well, what if he doesn't? Did the Jets give him too much time? What if he retires? And then it's, or should they pivot to Lamar Jackson? It's like, man, you guys just keep doing the same show day after day after day after day. And I, I, yeah. I don't, I, it's not a criticism. I admire it. <laughs> like, to have so much energy on Aaron Rodgers day after day after day because you you know you really don't have that much energy about it like yeah, at some point yeah. you've talked about it like you don't care anymore uh, yeah anyway I mean, if you're especially if you're in a can you imagine the new york media right now oh i mean i mean it's consumed them probably sure because I mean, here we are on wednesday no and, I mean, and they all thought it would be done on monday and now it's aaron Rodgers sort of holding the jets hostage yeah, Here's fine. my only thing about Rodgers. My, I don't, it's not even a hot take. Football's a physical game. Nobody ever left a football practice that they participated in and went, God, that was fun. That's not true. It is true. Not all practices are brutal. No, but... We do coaches versus players seven-on-seven pre-Thanksgiving. That's fun. Yeah, you, you understand my point. <laughs> Basketball practice, you scrimmage. Almost always. Yeah. And the scrimmage is fun. Right. Baseball, you got BP, right? You get to hit some. You go stand out in the outfield, chase a few balls down, talk to your buddies. There's parts of baseball practice that are fun. Yeah. Football practice, for the most part, is not fun. I've watched a lot of football practices where it was pretty obvious people were not having fun. That's funny you bring that up. Or not funny. It's ironic you bring that up. So I was actually talking to a buddy, coaching buddy of mine the other day. That's in the new, when I say the new age, probably the last 10 years, you know, Freeze was really ahead of the curve on this. Um, I think Dabo was ahead of the curve on this. You know, you start make trying to make practice fun mm-hmm. because of the new age kid. Sure. You know, when you're, you're in that transition, because it's not like it used to be 20 years ago when it was fire and brimstone and what we grew up playing high school football. And yeah. you, everybody probably listened to our show grew up playing high school football it's changed so much, right? We got the youngs listening to our show. The youth, we got, uh, well, yeah, our well, demos. Are, we, we, we're all over the place, but a lot of the if you if you played in if you played the, in the nineties or early two thousands in high school, it's not the same anymore, you know. Um, I but played I, in the eighties. Did you really? Yeah, I played late eighties. I played late nineties. Um, our mid our practices were not fun. There was no part of Rustin Bearcat football practice where the coaches said, "Today, let's make it fun." Dude, I remember, I mean, I, I played, I guess, mid-90s in high school. Our high school, co- I remember not having but one water break of practice, and you were soft if you drank water. I mean, that's not that long ago in the grand scheme of things. I mean, it's, things have changed. Yes, <laughs> so, a lot. A lot. Um, but anyway, um, you know, I remember, you know, when I was at Arkansas State before Freeze got there. We practiced in the snow going up, uphill, uphill both, both, ways. both ways. Yeah. The whole practice. That's amazing. But when before Freeze got there, I mean, we went, you know, every practice was 24 periods, which is five minutes period. So you're out there, you know, two hours at practice. Then you're out there 15 to 20 or 30, you know, minutes pre-practice because you had to sneak in some pre-practice time. And then post-practice, you got some drills in. So you're out there two and a half, three hours, right? But on the catalogs for the NCAA, you just put down two hours, right? Um, and you're out there grinding. And when Freeze got to Arkansas State, I went from one end of the spectrum. And that's all I had known. As a player and as a coach, the first 10 years of my career, that's all I had known was, 
hey, we're going to be out here two hours, and it's very regimented organized. And I remember Freeze getting out there the first, the first day of spring practice. I will never forget this as long as I live. He's the uh, offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach, mm-hmm. so he's in charge of the offensive practice. And I'm the receiver's coach. And we had gone over install, you know, pre, pre-spring, we go on these install schedules, and we're going to install this, you know, practice 14, whatever. And he calls a play – practice one he calls a play that we're not installing until practice 13 from a receiver a route and my kids are looking at me like what what is this well I haven't installed it because we're not supposed to install it for another three weeks and that's how you just had to learn it was just with freeze if it was on it was a joke if, if it's on the install schedule it's in it doesn't matter if it says it's going in practice 14 or practice one it's in so I had to change the way I coached. I had to change, you know, with with the old staff that was there. I had 45 minutes of individual time. Man, my guys on on fundamentals, we were we were wound tight now. We were we were a well-oiled machine fundamentally. Cuz my old offensive coordinator that I worked for that's now at South came. Dude, if it, the curl was 14 yards, if you if if you ran the curl at 13 yards, you're getting your ass ripped. Freeze was more like, "Hey, just just get in the area." I mean, it was just totally different, right? Right. And as the kids changed, you found that they started responding to that new age deal, right? Then all of a sudden, kids wanted to know why. You used to, you never had to answer why before. Mm-mm. Now, more than your damn business, why? Yes, do it. You're do a what piece you're told. Of, you're a piece of meat. Perform, yeah. damn it. Yeah. And then it became a little bit more. Why are we doing that? And and you started answering it and started playing music at practice and. You know, when that and that was what triggered me when you said practices aren't fun, I remember when it went from fire and brimstone to that, the excitement and joy that the kids, you saw them perform better. And I used to joke all the time. Um, he called me a minute ago. I don't know. He may I'd send him a link. But a good buddy of mine, Darren Hiller, was the uh, offense line coach, worked with him forever. And we used to joke and laugh is like we were the worst practice team. I felt we were the worst practice team in the history of college football. I mean, I was like, we suck. I mean, we're going to get our ass beat by 40 points on Saturday, and we'd go out and be just beat the shit out of people. And it was the gr- weirdest feeling of all time is we were the worst practice team ever. Couldn't complete a pass, couldn't block anybody. But on game day, dude, we were rolling through people. Couldn't be stopped. It was just a weird – that's why when coaches say – Going pregame, oh, boys aren't ready today. I, I call BS on that because I was never ready. I was like, we're, we're going to get killed, and we kill people every week. So, anyway. All right, let's talk a little NFL stuff. Um, right. So, today, by 4 o'clock Eastern today, is the um, all NFL teams have to be under the 2023 salary cap by 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 Central today. All right, so as we're doing this podcast, it is 11.33 Central time. Um and so that's why you're seeing a lot of cuts and a lot of restructured deals mm-hmm. is to so they can get under that cap before they start offering contracts or officially offering um, contracts. They've had the tampering window open a couple of days to teams. So that's why you're seeing that. And off the top, off the top rope, and I don't know if it's gone public yet. I know it was talked about this morning, and I heard about it about, probably about 9 o'clock this morning, Ezekiel Elliott is going to be released by the Dallas Cowboys today. What's your thoughts on that? Not surprised. The, uh, they, they put the franchise tag on Pollard. Being injured as well. And then, you know, 
Ezekiel Elliott's had a hell of a career, but he's older. Some back to our Talladega thing. He's probably not as tight in the turns as he once yeah. was. Probably doesn't have quite as much juice in the straightaways as he once was. Chassis gets a little loose. Uh, he's not the car that you can count on anymore. So you you spend that money elsewhere. I think he'll. I still think he can get it done. Um, I think the game's changed a little bit since he came out. I mean, dude, this guy ran through us like shit through a tin horn at Alabama in the in the college football playoff. I mean, he was a beast. And he's when he's running downhill, um, he's very effective. I think, and he's getting better out of the backfield. But you're seeing NFL running game besides Derrick Henry, right? I mean, you're seeing the smaller guy that can play third down, the Austin Ecklers of the worlds, uh, those guys, which we'll talk about him in just a second. But the game's changing really fast. And so I think he needs – let me tell you who he'd be really good for right now, the Bears, with what they do in the running game. You know, yeah. you, you need a team like that, the Falcons, if they don't change. You need a team with the, uh, the 49ers would be really good. You need it. There, there's going to be certain fits. He's not going to be great at Arizona or the Chargers. It's going to be a fit for him. So I'm kind of interested to see what what happens with him moving forward. But look, I got I've seen this one up close and personal, and I got respect because he ran through us, like I said, like shit through a tin horn, and we had when you what they were running, and we had our best versus his best, and we had dudes, and and it wasn't. You get respect. When I was at Alabama, you get respect for people that when we had you schemed up and it was your our dude versus your dude and your dude beat our dude, that was, hey, <laughs> you're good. And he 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 consistently, we had him one-on-one in the hole and he and it was like it was like we, somebody wasn't even there. I mean, he just – and I'm talking about NFL dudes. You know, Reggie Ragland, Reuben Foster. I mean, dudes that – That's all y'all had was NFL dudes for the most part. Just couldn't stop him. All right, so let's talk a little bit about this Aaron Rodgers. You brought it up a little earlier. Um, what did you think re- the real thing I want to talk about? Because I guess he's going on Pat McAfee today. I don't know what else he's going to tell. But what did you make of everybody, the who-do about uh, his, his request, the free agent request? Well, on one hand, I thought this might just be him as a gesture to some guys. Hey, Probably is we're like Randall Cobb and yeah and Mercedes like, Lewis. Hey, I'm if it doesn't work out, it's not because I didn't try. Right. Um. On the other hand, I thought this was interesting. This was being discussed in some of the New York media. That this is what I was going to say about him a minute ago. We got off subject. This brings me back. Yep. Football's a game that you got to really want to play to play. And there's a part of me that questions if Aaron Rodgers really wants to play. He's playing. I think he's going to go to the Jets. He's going to play. But doesn't want to go to some of the mini camps, doesn't want to go to some of the stuff. And it makes me wonder, and look, I'm not saying the guy's weird. Hell, I'm weird. Who am I to call somebody else weird? Right? Right? (laughs) I mean. That shit was funny what you just said. It's true, though. (laughs) I mean, I'm a a weird guy. I mean, I I mean. You're really not. No, but, I, but you I, overclaim to be weird, but you're not like. But I'm kind of antisocial <laughs> in a lot of ways. I don't. I don't want to do a lot of things with people. I like to go sit by myself at the at the end you of a bar. You just don't like meeting new people. I don't know. There's a lot of people. Could you and I go to a bar and hang out? Yeah, that's my point. It's not. It's not your antisocial, and you're not antisocial with me. 
But you know what I mean. I do. I'm just messing with you. You know like what I'm saying. I like I busting mean, your balls from time to time. So I, I don't. I, I never feel comfortable saying another person's weird. Like the four days in the lock box, dark place, whatever. But look, if you have to think this hard about whether you want to play or not, it's possible that you don't want to play. And I'm not criticizing that. He's played football all of his life. He's 39 years old. He's got what I presume to be most of his physical health. He appears to have most of his mental health. I mean, he's, he's made a, a, a gazillion dollars. He's won MVPs. He's won Super Bowls. There's, there's, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers quit today and just said, hey, you know what? I'm done. <coughs> we, he's, he's first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, easy. I mean, he, there's nothing more for him to do. Right. No one's going to say, well, you're, you're, you're not a man if you don't play. No, no one's going to say it to him. Right. And he probably could go get a job in a broadcast booth and make 20, 20-something million dollars yesterday. Yeah. So none of this is a criticism. I just kind of wondered, dude, do you want to play? Because I, th- I'm not, I think he does, though. I, but I, but, so I, but I kind of wonder with the Jets, right? You got Brees Hall and you got uh, – what's the young receiver? Uh, From the uh, Ohio State? Yeah. Oh, shit. I, yeah, whatever. One of them. You got, you got this, this young team. You got this young defense over there on the other side of the locker room. When Aaron Rodgers signs with them, those guys want to see Aaron Rodgers. They want to see Aaron Rodgers in the building. They want to get to know Aaron Rodgers. They want to. They want to build that. And I don't know that Has he, he said he wasn't doing that. No, but there's a, there's, does, there's some speculation <clears throat> that hey, the Randall Cobb stuff and some of that is to get guys who know what Aaron Rodgers wants, so those guys can go to the mini camps and stuff and be like, hey, here's what he's going when he gets here. This is what yeah. he wants you to do, as opposed to him being there. And look, does it make the Jets better? Yeah, it does. Immediately. But does it make the Jets as good as the Chiefs? I don't know. As good as the Bengals? I don't know. As good as the Bills? I don't know. I mean, it's still going to be a really tough, as good as the Chargers, perhaps. I mean, still getting maybe the Dolphins. I mean, if two is healthy, you you still have to get. I mean, the, Aaron Rodgers doesn't go to the Jets and you go, okay, well, here's the, t- here's the trophy because you just won. No, it's going to be a little harder than that. And so I, I I don't know whether he's willing to put the work in right now, like the the yeah the, I know what you're the saying the real work. Joe Burrow's in the in the Bengals building now, right? Right. Yeah, I I would say I think he is though. I, this is where I I get where your what your question is right here. Here's the thing, in my opinion, and and it's hard to it's hard until you go through that decision. It's hard to understand it. Um, I definitely never reached a level where I had to worry about that. Um, but I mean, I had to decide my senior year, yeah. do I want to do this or not? You know, there comes a, one of the hard, like, and this is dumb, okay, because I was a shitty player. But when I got hurt, I got hurt in offseason. When I got hurt, I had to make a decision. I, I, I will never forget. He said, doctor said, hey, look, I can get you back by, like, week eight. This was my very last year of eligibility. I can get you back by week eight of the season, but you won't be able to change direct. You won't be able to change directions off your right foot. You'll be more of a straight line guy if that's something you want to do. And then all of a sudden, like, because in my mind, I was like, oh, I'll be back and, you know, whatever. And that was the first time it really hit me. And I was a kid. I mean, this is over. I mean, this is over. And I had a really hard time. I mean, if I've ever been, quote unquote, depressed or down in my life, sure, that was it because I'm not. I naturally, I'm a very optimistic person, um, even when shitty things happen. Um, and on his, he's the elite of the elite. And 
he still has the skills because Austin asked him to chat a minute ago is yes or no is Austin Rogers past I mean is Aaron Rodgers past his prime? Of course he's past his prime, but his where he's at now and with the quarterback playing in the NFL, dude, he's a he's still at 39 years old going to be a top five quarterback in the league skill wise. He, he's the major league baseball pitcher who, yeah, he's lost a couple miles an hour off his fastball, but he can still get you out. He's Max Scherzer, Justin he, Verlander. Verlander. He's those guys. Like his his skill set still today is still a top five skill set in the league. Yeah, of course. And I mean, I know everybody can go, well, what about this guy and this guy? Ah, cool, but I'm just telling you. And with him going to the Jets and him bringing it like Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, those guys, they don't have – if he if he doesn't get this done, they're going to get cut. Yeah. They're not going to be playing for the Packers next year. If – now, Aaron Lazard, now he's, he can go get another deal. He's, he's a good receiver. Um, but, look, I, I think that he immediately makes it – because the Jets are good on defense now. I mean, the Jets are really good on defense. Um, and you got Sauce Gardner coming back for year two. You got the uh, the Williams brothers, Keenan, who, uh, you know, is, is up. His brother uh, Quincy just got an up deal. This is a really good player, dude. They're they're good on defense, dude. You bring in Aaron Rodgers and that offense as bad as they were last year. You got Brees Hall coming back. We got. And we tell you who's really pulling for Aaron Rodgers is Elijah Moore. And that with Aaron Rodgers is going to be hell on wheels now, because I think. That would be the best thing that could happen for Elijah. But Moore. when they bring in a Randall Cobb, aren't they telling Elijah Moore you're 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 not going to play? I think they're I think they're bringing in, like if you bring in Cobb, I think if Elijah kind of take because Randall Cobb is one of the most elite, instinctive understanding of the game players, and Elijah can learn under him and kind of. Dude, I think Elijah will ha- have a career year with the Jets if he. Um, kind of gets with Aaron Rodgers and, and does those things because he's talented. Um, but that'll be interesting. Uh, moving on real quick because we got a lot to cover here before we get to our bracket. Um, want to talk about three guys in particular. I got them written down here, so there's nothing, and this is more just a personal thing that I'm excited for. So Deron Payne got paid sixty uh, something million guaranteed, a big contract for the uh, Washington Commanders. Um, young man that I got to recruit at Alabama and just a phenomenal human being. And I'm so happy for him and his family. Um, and his recruiting process was very interesting. He, he wasn't, he didn't get highly rated until we offered him, I guess, at Alabama. Um, cause his highlight tape was he's from Shades Valley. He was like a zero nose and he was just like every zero nose in America. Just blah, blah, blah. But when you did an eval tape and you cut him up and you saw the twitch, Dude, this dude's powerful. And he's just an elite human being, elite competitor. He got paid uh, second highest paid defensive tackle all time behind Aaron Donald. So, wow. Yeah. So he got paid, paid. Uh, James Bradbury. So I thought this was a funny one. I, I told you a little bit about this before we got started. Yeah. So we signed James Bradbury at Arkansas State, and he was, he was with us for one year. And you talking about wishing the portal was around back then. Dude, you know how good we could have been our first year here at Ole Miss if we had the portal? Oh, for sure. Do you know how fa- – like, I think – Instead of winning seven games, you would have won nine or ten. I honestly believe this. If we were able to bring some guys with us that we had, that we would have brought with us to Ole Miss from Arkansas State instead of going to the Sugar Bowl – and go into the Peach Bowl 
you're going a bit higher. Super Bowl? No, I'm talking about you're going, to the, yeah, you're going to the playoff. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I was making oh, a bad joke. Yeah. Like, so James Bradbury is one of these guys, right? So he played corner. And for those guys that don't know, he's a Pro Bowl corner for the Eagles. Um, he was a 6'2", 210 kid out of high school from Pleasant Grove in Birmingham. So we recruited him. You know who we beat in recruiting on him? Uh, I'm going to guess pretty much nobody. Samford. Samford. We were the, his only FBS offer. And I used to joke, but I wasn't really joking, our toughest opponent to recruit at Arkansas State when we were in at that time in Alabama was Samford. I mean, we could beat UAB. South Alabama wasn't a thing back then. We could beat UAB. We could beat Troy on kids, uh, on Alabama kids. Sanford was like in their FCS program. They were. It was just tough because education is good and all that stuff. And if they come from a, a really strong family background that that values education, it was just a very difficult thing to beat. So, me myself, Corey Batoon uh, was a big part of it. Uh, he was on our staff. He was. He was. You know busting his butt, uh, recruiting a guy too. Um, uh, Kevin Peoples, who's now um, at uh, Missouri, he was part of that, and then obviously Hugh. But we ended up getting a guy to Arkansas State. We leave and come to Ole Miss, and uh, Gus didn't like <laughs> Gus didn't like him. <laughs> and so they cut him. <laughs> they cut him. And he transfers back home to Sanford, <laughs> becomes an NFL Pro Bowler. And he just got, I don't know, I looked it up a minute ago. He's getting like $44 million or something, 38, 36-something guaranteed. So, so happy for him and his family, his mother, his grandmother. It's just it's just a great story um, from nobody not having but one FBS offer out of the state of Alabama in Birmingham of all places. He, he wasn't hit out. He was at Pleasant Grove High School and uh, to get that kind of deal. So, that's, that was awesome. And then the last one was uh, Bradley Bozeman. So uh, our good friend Bozeman, and so Clay Karcher that works with me um, at Quick U, that was his roommate in college. And so at Alabama, they were roommates. Uh-huh. So he is, uh, he is uh, from Hanley High School in uh, Roanoke, Alabama, or, yeah, right outside uh, in Roanoke, Alabama, um, outside Weedowie next to the lake. But he was a, a 4A kid and just dominated everybody. And so he tears his ACL as a senior. And he was a really big recruit, right? Well, Nick didn't know if he was going to come back or not. And so Nick was – and this was when the 25 rule was a deal. We came this close to gray shirting him. And we actually had somebody uh, – we either lost somebody or something. I don't remember what happened. We ended up taking him in the class. And this guy just got – you know, and we tried to out-recruit him every year. Every year as a guy you just try to out-recruit because he's, he's just a tough guy. He wasn't very – mobile and all that stuff he was a center guard only he couldn't he wasn't dynamic we never could replace him dude and he ends up he got he got six million dollars uh just signed a three-year deal with uh with uh carolina to extend his career got three years 18 million i think six guaranteed a year How about that and just a great human being so panthers are spending some money they signed hayden hurst dude a lot of a lot of uh, mid-skill and, and O-linemen got, got locked up last couple of days. You've seen how important – you're seeing a big jump in how important those positions are in the NFL. Um, and then uh, something we talk about a little bit, I just think it's fascinating to me. Waller, Darren Waller from the uh, Raiders. Raiders, yep. Gets traded to the Giants for a third-round pick. It was a deal that made sense for the Raiders because they had to clear some salary. 
And it made sense for the Giants because it gives Daniel Jones another weapon. But, oh, I'm all about the trade. But what's crazy to me is it's for a third-round pick. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, I, would you not trade every third-round pick you get your hands on for a pro bowler? Oh, of course. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's – But it just shows you that how in the NFL the, the, the money, the, the cap, and all the machinations, I mean, you've, you, it's, you've got people in that front office that every day are crunching numbers. It's wow, but if you but it's a win now league, man. Oh, damn right. I mean, look the. I mean, you can give a third round pick for a Pro Bowl tight end. Okay, thank you, sir. I mean, thank you. I mean, I will give every pick I got, third round pick I got for a Pro, pro Bowler if you're trying to win. And they uh, have and they have money. The Giants had money to to burn a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG One by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AG One a try because I wanted better gut health. Sustained energy, immune system support, and I hate taking pills. I take AG1 every afternoon, break my fast. I love knowing I'm doing something good for my body, giving my body the nutrition it craves, covering my nutritional bases. Uh, covering my nutritional bases for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water and drink it first thing in the afternoon. Done. I also like that it costs less than $3 a day. Pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality sourced ingredients. It's a win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash mpw. That's athleticgreens.com slash mpw. Check it out. Uh, two more NFL things before we get to NCAA stuff. Did you see the Chargers granted Austin Eckler permission to seek a trade? I did, I, which uh, tells that's that's kind of like you give your girlfriend permission to date other guys. You're telling her, <clears throat> see ya. Shocks me. I, I think that's a terrible move. That offense doesn't work without him. It's money, though. They don't want to pay him. Well, it's not like I mean the guy's getting paid six million bucks. It's not like he's getting he's asking for a gazillion dollars. Yeah, but there, but but he wants to get paid. He wants to get he wants to get paid now. He has to because he just led the NFL in touchdowns. Right, so if he's right. going to cash in, he needs to cash in. Well, that's what he's trying to do, and they're like, we can't do it. So go go search. It tells I'm, you that they, they, you. it tells you that they think they can replace him in the draft. Unless they're unless they take Bijan Bijan Robinson uh, or Jameer Gibbs, and, and but. If they if he gets I'm not out of there, it's the right move. I'm saying it's clearly a financially driven move. But here's the thing that like look Austin Eckler and maybe I'm a little bit partial because I had him on my fantasy team this year and I paid attention. When you first watch me, like oh this guy's a third down back, you know ball to the backfield. This guy's an every down back, and those are hard to find. Yeah, and as small as he is and undersized as he is, he led the NFL in touchdowns. That's one. Two is is this guy is a beast. And pass pro. And when you're trying to protect your franchise back there. I know. I mean, people don't give this guy near enough credit for his pass pro. So you wonder what, what the QB thinks about this one. I mean, uh, I, like, I just don't think that offense works. And you got Kellen Moore and you got my guy Nuss out there now. I, I just don't think it works without him. But, you know, I could be dead-ass wrong, but that shocks me that – and you're not going to get it. I don't care if in Bajon Robinson, who is a beast, and he's going to do a great, great things in the NFL. 
Jameer Gibbs, I think, is a first-round talent. I don't know if he'll go first round, but that's just my opinion. I think you have two really first-round talented running backs, but they're not ready to go do the pass pro in the NFL on third down and go knock somebody's ass out. I mean, they're great first and second, and Jameer would be great, you know, in, in five-man protection. He'll be great out of the backfield. But when you got when you have to go six-man protection, you know, somebody's coming hot, and you got to – I mean, this guy's stones people. And that's that's a lot of value in that. So, to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody traded for him because um, I think it's value. I, I just – I hate that he's leaving the Chargers because it was such a great fit, man. Where would he fit elsewhere? Anywhere okay. because he is a every down back. Like, you see – you watch NFL uh, teams all the time. They have to – all right, we're going to switch in and out running backs. And it's like uh, – who he just got released yesterday, but J.D. McKissick, who played wide receiver for me at Arkansas State and I recruited, he's actually plays running back now in the NFL, and he just got released by the commanders like today. Um, but he was a phenomenal third down back because in the NFL he can go – he you get a guy out of the backfield that can go be a, an extra receiver. So, And then uh, finally, before we get to the bracket, thoughts on the Bears? Getting rid of your trading down? I thought it was a great pick, great trade for them. Um, they got a wide receiver they wanted. They got a, a weapon for uh, Fields. Yep. Who was getting shipped anyway? They got um multiple picks in future years. So yep. they have a lot of uh, draft capital now, draft assets. You trade out of the elite portion of the first round, but they they they're probably going to go offensive line, and there are the the, the offensive tackle from Northwestern. Yeah. Who they really like will probably be there at nine. Yep. Um, and if he's not, that means that somebody else in that top seven or eight fell to them. Uh, I mean, hell, there's a chance the 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 big kid from Georgia with the legal issues potentially hanging over him could fall all the way to nine. I don't think it'll. I'd happen. be shocked. I'd be shocked, but it could. They're they're in. You know, there's people around the league going, "Hey, there's some questions that have to be asked and answers that have to be given before we can do this." I'll say the same thing I said whatever many years ago. I bet you there's a bunch of people that wish they they drafted Larry Matunsel early. Well, there's no question about that. You know, and nobody's asked him a question about it since he's gone to the NFL. But you understand my point. I do. You know, I think there's the difference in the, the difference in Laramie's deal is that in Laramie's deal nobody died. Right, but he didn't call. You know, he didn't cause it. He didn't cause it. He didn't intend it. I mean, that's no, why no, it's right, right. But I mean, he was. You got to make sure that you're draft, drafting someone that has learned an incredibly valuable lesson right. from that moment. Right. My point was, if you listen to NFL people, and I have listened to a lot, there are some that think, "Hey, he could fall," and if he fell to fell to you at nine, well, I mean, you kind of. You, you know who I think the winner of this deal is going to be, though. Who? The Panthers. So who do you think they take? I don't think they take anybody. I think they can trade back a couple. They're going to hope there's a which there is right now. A bunch of scuttlebutt about who's number one. Yeah. And there's going to be a bunch of teams that want a certain guy. And they can trade down just a couple. They can trade back just a couple more spots. And get some of their capital back. Well, let's say they – Let's. I'm just making this up, okay? Yep. Let's say they, they like Levis or they like Anthony Richardson. Okay. Well, you know Houston's taking a quarterback at two. Yeah. And Houston, you're either getting C.J. Stroud or you're getting Bryce Young. That's one of the two that they're going to get. Okay. Let's say somebody else like Indy or somebody else. The Raiders. The Raiders or somebody wants whoever, right? 
I'm thinking more somebody inside the top five, but let's say somebody wants Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Indy does. Like, just take Indy, for example. Yeah. You can basically make the same trade that the Bears just made as far as the picks-wise. So you get your picks back, and you end up <laughs> you end up getting the quarterback you want, moving up five spots, and you just, and you just trade a receiver that you were going to deal anyway to do it. Right. It, it could end up being okay, – It'd be a win-win for everybody. A win-win for everybody. Sure. So I'm interested to see – I would almost be – not shocked unless they fall in love with unless they fall in love with Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. I think they could get more value out of trading down a couple more a couple more spots. Trading that pick, Carolina trading that pick to somebody. So I'm interested to see what happens with that coming up. All right, before we get to the bracket, Walk On Sports Bistro, speaking of brackets, great place to watch the tournament is Walk On Sports Bistro. They've got every they put everything they've got into bringing you game day. With the taste of Louisiana, dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine. Po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Order online at walkons.com or on their convenient Walk-Ons app. Especially if you're in Oxford or in the Jackson area, visit the Walk-Ons in Oxford or Ridgeland and tell them how much you appreciate them sponsoring this here show. All right, uh, before we get started, I would love to invite anybody that's listening that would like to join us. We uh, I ain't looked at the numbers. I think we're around 200 and something um, or close to it. I can't, look at them. I can't look at the numbers now. But we have a, uh, a group called McCready and Siski Fans on the ESPN Men's Tournament Challenge. Uh, you're more than welcome to join us. It's an open group. And so we'll be talking about it. And make sure that you put your name instead of being ESPN 906476477772. Change your name to something that we can actually read because I'm not doing that. And we'll we'll update you as the brackets go on the next few weeks. So, so as how I was, does this work right now? I'm, a, I'm about to do my first round, and then I'll come back and do second round after that. Yeah, so what we'll do is my man, Neil McCready, has been very busy. So he is going to do his bracket live for us here. This is the first time I've actually looked You've at the looked bracket. At right. So we'll talk. You'll go down and you'll say, okay, Alabama, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. We, you don't even have to talk about that one. Just click it and go. All right? right. And then when you get to like, okay, Maryland, West Virginia, and then if you got – go through your thought process. And then when you get to some good games, or not, I got my bracket pulled up, and I got right. – and we'll talk about potential upsets and stuff like that. All right. We'll start, we'll start in the south. Okay. Got Alabama, A&M, Corpus Christi. Obviously, I'm oh, taking Alabama there. Check. The 8-9 game, Maryland, West Virginia. It's a good game. Big 10, Big 12. I've watched a lot of West Virginia. I've watched some Maryland. Maryland has been sneaky good at times. West Virginia has been uh, a little up and down, a little erratic. I'm going to go with the nine here, West Virginia, because I think they're a little more battle-tested coming out of the Big 12. I also went West Virginia. So I, we have the same two right there. All right. Got a 5-12 game. 5-12s are chock full of upsets historically. San Diego State is the 5. College of Charleston's the 12. I've watched a lot of Charleston because there was some talk that the uh, the coach there, Pat Kelsey, might be on the short list at Ole Miss. I don't think he really was. I think there was some interest, but I don't think it was ever – I don't think it ever went anywhere. Um, San Diego State's a good team. Ooh, it's a good one. Um I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay chalk though and go with the five San Diego State. Neil, this is one of my five twelve upsets. All right, I have College of Charleston uh, winning this game. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. They could definitely lose, but I'm not a chalky guy when it comes to brackets. So I like to 
have fun. Yeah. Um, I got I got uh, Charleston upsetting San Diego State because they can score. Yeah. And if you can score, you got a puncher's chance in this in this deal. Um, I'm a Virginia guy. I think Virginia's uh, defense will will give Furman fits. I don't know if you know this, but the 13 is a t- unlucky number in the NCAA tournament. 13s 13s do not go far in the uh, NCAA tournaments. I'll go uh, Virginia over Furman. Uh, we got Creighton. Hold, 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 hold up right oh. there. All right. Oh, look at you. I've had a very difficult time with this game. I think this game is going to be closer than people think. Okay. Furman can also score, and they score a lot. I don't know if you know this. I did. I probably don't. Furman is shooting 46% on the year from three-point line. Oh. My. So, and Virginia – as good as they are, can can't score. I mean, they'll they're, defend they're, they your will ass. Defend your ass. And so, I did pick Virginia right here on this bracket for our show. On my other bracket, just to cover my ass in the ESPN. Oh, okay, okay, hold on. I did pick. Stop, stop. I did pick Furman, and I will probably I will bet this game a money line. I will sprinkle money line on the upset for right, Furman now, I'm to a, beat Virginia. I'm a Mike Greenberg guy on this. What two brackets? You have the sheet. Of integrity. Uh, this the our show is my sheet of integrity. Okay, but for the million dollars, all right, my million dollar entry, I, I do have another well, entry. It, 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 oh, no, no, it's not worth it. It's fine. All right, can I ask you a question? Will you will you question me if I come in here and say, hey, I want a million bucks because I had Furman? Well, I guess my question would be if you're that if you're that sold on Furman, why not just pick Furman across the board? I'm gonna bet my own money on it. Why not put it on this too? I don't care, but I'm just saying. Just I got I because I, they also got their freaking teeth kicked in by somebody, Penn State or somebody, and so I can see a, a a defending matchup problem. I'm just telling everybody, don't be surprised, okay? Okay. If Furman upsets Virginia, now they could get beat by sixty, but I'm just saying that is a very realistic possibility of the way these tournaments go. All right, all right. The six eleven game is Creighton and NC State. Huh. Two pretty good teams. Creighton is a team the computers love. NC State, Jarkel Joyner, and those guys. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So inconsistent. I, I'm, I'm going to go Creighton here. I did as well. Uh, Baylor's going to kick UCSB's ass in a three fourteen game. Agree. Um, seven ten, a good game. Got Missouri and Utah State. Um, it's a tough one. It's a tough game. Ryan Odom's done a really good job at Utah State. They're a good team. Dennis Gates in year one, phenomenal job at Missouri. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go Mizzou here. I think I think pace of play. They're gonna, they're gonna I, I think they're gonna be fine. A lot of veteran guys. I think I'll, I'll go Missouri over Utah State. But that's a game to watch. Had a tough time with this one. Um, and and uh, respect for our good friend Cole, big Mizzou guy. I took the Mizzou Tigers. Okay. Uh, Arizona and Princeton in a two fifteen. That's easy. I'll go Arizona. Agree. Are we doing the rest of that bracket? Are we going just just do all the first round, then we'll go second round. All right, so we'll we'll now go to the east. Okay. Uh, Purdue is the one. They'll play uh, the winner of Texas Southern FDU. I'm gonna just assume that Purdue wins that game. (laughs) That's a pretty good assumption. All right, here's a good game. Great game. Memphis and FAU in an eight nine game. Uh, FAU uh, rolled through CUSA. Memphis beat up a beat up Houston team in the final. And Memphis looked really good in the tournament. Starting to peak. Yeah, I'm going to go Tigers here over the Owls. But, man, I'll, I'll just tell you. I'm tuned into this one. I'm, this, is a, this is a game to watch. Yeah. I also took Memphis. Um, I think they're peaking at the right time. Uh, dude, FAU's good, too, now. I watched them go through our boy AK in the finals the other day. And, yeah. I mean, but, I, dude, uh, I think this is a great game. I'll be interested to watch this one. All right, Duke and Oral Roberts in a 5-12. Now, another game worth watching. Paul Mills has Oral Roberts playing really good. Uh, Duke has played extremely well of late. They won the ACC tournament and looked good doing it. I- I'm going to go Duke here. I know there's a temptation to go 5-12, but I-, I-, I think Duke's better. I got Duke. Uh, an interesting 4-13 game, a beat-up Tennessee team against Louisiana Lafayette. <sighs> Look. Really? Are you doing it? No, but I'm just going to tell you, if you're looking for a 13, I don't even know the other 13s, this is one to think about because Tennessee without Zakai Ziegler is not a good team. I watched Tennessee in person twice. They beat Ole Miss. They lost to Mizzou. That was a great game, by the way. It was. I'll go Tennessee here, but whatever. I went Tennessee as well. Oh, here's another one. Kentucky and Providence. 6-11. Kentucky is so freaking inconsistent. They're not deep. And Providence is a good team. What'd you do here? I have taken the Providence... Friars, is that their name? Yeah, they're the Friars. I got the Friars upsetting Kentucky. Whew. 
God, I'd hate to be John Calipari when that happens. Dude, I, the only thing that, the only thing, like like you said, they're inconsistent. If I'm looking for upset, dude, I watch Providence play. They're a good football. They're a good uh, basketball team. Yeah. They just go. Kentucky goes through spells where you know Sheway just is a guy. Yeah. You know, it what? almost seems like they have Sheway has to play well for them to play well, and then. On top of that, she weighed now it used to be just he could take over a game, right? Now it's he has to take over the game and they have to shoot the three well for them to win. And I've been saying this and it's gonna be on film and they'll see it. They are the worst at defending the basket. They just they it's like the NBA, dude. They just give people free passes at the basket. I, I just I think they're gonna get beat. Yeah, I'm gonna take Providence here too. I like the eleven over the six. Uh Kansas State's a really good team. I, I like them a lot. They'll beat uh is that Middle Tennessee? That's Montana State. Montana State, okay. Um Michigan State, USC, and a good seven ten. Um, and I, 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 I'm not betting against Michigan State in the tournament right now. Yeah, I got Michigan State big in this one. Uh, and and listen, Marquette's really, really good. Uh, Marquette's really, really good. Um, so I'll, I'll take Marquette over Vermont in the two fifteen. So we go to the Midwest now. The Houston Cougars, they'll they'll beat Northern Kentucky. But now look, if they're not healthy, if Sasser's not back, I got issues. I'm just gonna tell you. If Sasser's not back, I don't love him in the one eight nine game. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Speaking of, by the way, I don't know if you're aware of this. This little section of the bracket will be taking place in Birmingham, Alabama, which will be significant for our discussion. Okay, so I got I, I got why Alabama's at home. Okay, they earned number it. one overall. They so. earned it. I, 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 why are you rewarding Auburn? What the hell did Auburn do to get rewarded with, hey, you know what, you get to play at home? Do you know who's not complaining? Bruce Pearl. Well, of course not. <laughs> He's like, hey, that's great job, committee. Great. Hey, great job, well, committee. Well, let me tell you who is complaining. Appreciate you. Oh, hell yeah. Iowa. You know who else is complaining? Houston. <laughs> committee, what the hell are y'all doing? Now, we'll tell you this. It's going to be. Let me tell you. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me tell you this. Auburn's guard play is nothing to write home about. And Iowa's defensive guard play, pretty good. I've watched a lot of Iowa. Pretty good. Who are you picking there, Hawkeye? Where's your helmet at? You know what? Where's your helmet Screw at? Screw Auburn. I'm picking Iowa. Go right. Hawkeyes. I have, as a resident, Barner. Okay. Auburn, Auburn people hate me. They hate me. That's not true. I'm an oh. Auburn person. I don't hate you. Well, you're one. Okay. You're in the minority. Go right, over look, to AuburnSports.com and tell them tell them that you like McCready and see what happens. Well, they can't get mad at me. <laughs> Watch them. I'll tell them to kiss my ass. All right. If you look, if you if I was ever a fan of anyone, because I grew up an Auburn fan, it's very difficult for me to have fandom. But I do have like way down buried deep, buried deep within my soul. Mm -hmm. There's some orange and blue in there. Okay. Never worked there. That's probably, that's probably why I'm still a fan because <laughs> I never worked there. All right. Had a chance to go work there, not working there. All right. If you cut me down deep. Yeah. So I don't know how much of this is that. I have Auburn big over Iowa. Really? Yeah. It's going to be an Auburn home game. How many Auburn people are in Birmingham, Alabama? Oh, it'd be a lot. I'm all, I got Auburn big over Iowa. Now, let me tell you what Auburn's downfall is. 
is what's my guy's name? Point guard Green, number one. Wendell Green. He's, mm-hmm. He kills me. Like, he tries to be do too much. Just freaking pass the ball. There's other good players on the team. He tries to take over the game, and he doesn't have the length to do that. So, anyway, go ahead. All right, so uh, back to my bracket. So you got you got Houston and Iowa in round yeah, two. Yeah, why not? All right. Uh, Miami and Drake. Here's my here's my five twelve. Worries me a little bit. I'm a little. I'm Miami's a, really good. I've watched Drake. I'm taking Drake. Oh wow! I got Miami, but I don't disagree with you. I got Miami, but dude, I I'm with you on that one. Kind of cheering for like, Drake. If Drake wins, I'm gonna be like, damn it! Like I struggled on this one. I struggled on this one. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a good game. Five twelve. I don't know when that game is, but it's a good game. Uh, Indiana and and Kent. Sneaky good game. Sneaky good game. I'll go Hoosiers. Yeah. Although they haven't played great down the stretch. Uh, Pittsburgh beat Mississippi State last night in Dayton. Great game. Now they get rewarded with Iowa State. Cyclones are solid, dude. Yeah, I'm not a. Uh, I'm not uh, in on. Uh, pit right now yeah i mean mississippi state dominated that game last night did you watch it i watched the second half they dominated the game it was just they couldn't make a shot but they they had them beat them by like 20 something on the boards yeah. they played great defense i just i think with the big 12 and all that i, I just i like uh iowa state in this one got a 314 game xavier versus kennesaw eh, xavier's a really good team I, are, i'll go good. xavier great 710 game here uh texas a and nowhere Texas A&M got no reward for the season they had. Got punished for November. They get a uh, really hot Penn State team. This will be a very good game. I'm going to go Aggies. I just think their I just think their guard play is going to carry them. But this is a good game. Great game. And then we're going to get a great second round game because Texas is going to beat the brakes off Colgate. That'll be you don't like the Colgate. What's their mascot? Uh, the uh, fresh breath. <laughs> All right to the uh, you're wrong to the west. To the west. To the west. Colgate's the Bulldogs, right? I have no I idea. Don't know. I don't know. Um, or the Tigers. When in doubt, just guess Tigers. Yes. They're always a damn Tiger. Um, Kansas, the one seed, gets 16 seeded. Howard, I'll I'll, uh, I'll go Hawks. I don't like Howard's chances in that one. I'll go uh, Rock rock Chalk there. Ooh, interesting 8-9 game. Uh, Arkansas, the 8, gets Illinois, the 9. Two teams that uh, flash greatness and flash mediocrity on the same night. <laughs> Quite often. If you watch Illinois, they'll do that too. Yeah. Illinois will play a game you're like, whew, those yes. dudes are really good. And then they'll play a game you're like, man, they suck. And Arkansas's that way. Yeah. Ar- Arkansas did it against AM. They had a half, up 13 at the half. And you're like, dude, if they're going to play like this, I mean, who knows? I mean, right. they might go, they might they, go to the Final Four. Yeah. And then they have a second half. You're like, do they practice ever? Uh, yep. And Anthony Black goes, we've got to stop doing that. And they're like, dude, you're out of time. <laughs> yeah, now is the like, time. Like, it's now. The alarm's going off <laughs> right now. Get your ass up out of bed. Uh, I will go. I'll go Arkansas here. I think I think they're more athletic than Illinois. Um, by the way, we have a bracket in our fan group that's called Neil McCready Call the Hogs. Is that right? Yeah, somebody's got a. There are people that are absolutely <laughs> obsessed with it. It is the most. It is one of the one of the craziest parts of my job is that people being obsessed with what they view to be fandom because I speak favorably about a school that my daughters go to that, that you pay a lot of money to, <laughs> but where they've they've thrived. Now I guarantee you, if I got my daughters on the phone right this moment, yeah, and said, 
Who is Arkansas playing in the NCAA tournament? tournament? They're in the tournament. Uh, <laughs> what tournament? Yeah. Tournament? And if I said to them, name me an Arkansas basketball player, past or present, I think the girls would say Jalen Williams because he plays for the Thunder now. And, right. And we, we, Thunder fans. Yeah. We cheer for the Thunder. And when we talk about Jalen Williams, we have to say Santa Clara Jalen Williams or Arkansas Jalen Williams. Right. I think they would know that. Do you think it was funny that Arkansas got got a higher seed in the NCAA tournament than they did in the SEC tournament? <laughs> Speaks volumes of the league. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, I said this on on uh, on Oxford Exxon podcast on Thursday night uh, before I left the arena. I went out and sat with Kirk Sampson, our, our yeah. buddy. Yeah, Kirk's one of my really good friends, and um, we were watching Auburn and Arkansas the first half of that game, and I'm like. It was a really competitive game, fun game. Athletes all over the floor, big physical athletes. And, and you're like, this is the 7-10 game. This is how good the league is. Yeah. How good is the league? Arkansas out there, they're the 10 seed in this tournament. Yeah. That's how good the league is. Yep. Bruce Pearl's not far removed from the Final Four. Eric Musselman took the last two Arkansas teams to the Elite Eight. Yep. And that's the 7-10 game. That's how good the league is. That's, That's why when you have an opportunity to hire Chris Beard, you hire Chris Beard. Yep. Uh, all right. St. <clears throat> Mary's, I've watched a lot this year. They're good. Uh, against Virginia Commonwealth, who I've watched a few times. They're good, too. This is a really good 5-12. This one wouldn't shock me either. <sighs> oh, boy. It's a good game. Um, I'm going to go St. Mary's, but I wouldn't I be it's surprised. Close. It's close. I'll be interested to see what the line is if it's not already out. Uh, Connecticut, Iona is the uh, 413, Rick Patino's guys. UConn, they've slumped a little down the stretch, but they're a really good team. I, I think they're too much for Iona, but that could be a real fun 413 game. I agree. I got UConn. Uh, I assume uh, this is Arizona State. Nevada is, is in a play-in game, tonight. and the winner gets TCU. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. TCU wins that game. They're good. Uh, Gonzaga is the Three against Grand Canyon. I'll go uh, Zags there uh, with in, in the three fourteen game. Oh, really good. This oh, this is a really good seven ten game. Um, have you watched Boise? I have not. They're good. Uh, Northwestern is a really solid team. Have played well. This is a good. I, I will go Northwestern as the seven over the ten. But if you told me that Boise pulled this off, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I had no. I haven't watched really. I think I've watched Northwestern once or twice. Um, I just went league over league on this one. All right, UCLA is the two against. Yeah, UCLA. I'm a who little. Who is UNCA? University uh, yeah, of North Carolina Asheville. Okay, Bruins. Yeah. All right, All so right. let's go. Round of thirty-two. All right, so we'll go back to the South. Round of thirty-two. Got Alabama and West Virginia. Give me the Tide. Dude, Alabama is going to be very after if they play what they like. They played Sunday. Mm -hmm. I don't see anybody beat them. Got the uh, five for for me. I've got a five four. I think you do too. San Diego State and Virginia. I, I'll go uh, Cavaliers here. You've got Furman though. I have no, and I have Charleston versus oh, that's right, that's right. versus Virginia. Charleston versus Virginia. Okay. And I have Charleston beating Virginia. Oh wow! Pat. So I got uh, I got my twelve Charleston going to the Sweet Sixteen. Pat Kelsey fan club here in the. Uh, I just think they studios. can score. I think they can score. I don't think Virginia can. I think they're going to go. I just think they're going to outscore them, dude. All right, Creighton and Baylor in a 6-3 game. Great game. Great game. Uh I'm 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 a Baylor guy. I'm going to go I'm, I'm going to go Baylor here, but I wouldn't be surprised. I'm very reluctant here. Okay. Very reluctant. They're 
because I saw some guy on freaking social media jack me up because it's on my feed stuff now. You know, yeah. for, the for you stuff has got me just. I mean, those algorithms are good. There are three teams or something that have a defensive below a hundred, offense above this, that uh, in this tournament, and then like since two thousand or something. Those teams have never made it to the Sweet 16, and Baylor's one of those teams. Oh, okay. So if Baylor oh. goes to the Sweet 16, they would be bucking that trend. And guess what? I got them going to okay, the Sweet well, I, 16, I bucking the trend. All right, Missouri and Arizona, two, uh, two, this is well, be a good 2-7. Um, am I crazy to think Mizzou could do this? Uh, yes. Yeah, because Arizona's better. I, okay, I'll go, uh, I'll go Wildcats. Eliminate the uh, the Tigers there. I don't want to do it from a man Cole. I want Cole to come in happy next week. You know, being all fired up. His, you know his his Tiger gear. You know, in the office. But yep. dude, Arizona. I've watched them several times. Um, watched them in the in the uh, tournament, Pac-12 tournament, and uh, I think they're good. All right, Purdue and Memphis. We got a one eight. Oh man, my buddy Aaron Emmel's a big Purdue fan. Love went to Purdue. Loves Purdue. I'm a little worried about them here against the Tigers. The Tigers, there's some recency bias kicking in. But uh, Purdue looked good in the Big Ten tournament, too. Uh, I, I'll go Boilers. My man Dave at Mock 10 Sports has the Memphis Tigers upsetting them, but I do not. I have uh, Purdue actually winning. I think Edie's too too much. I got Duke beating Tennessee in a 5-4. I do as well. Providence and Kansas State in a really good 11-3 game for me. I, I think you have that same thing. I'll, I'll go K-State here. They're, they're solid. I do as well. I have Kansas State going to the Sweet 16. And then we got Michigan State, Marquette, in what would be a really good 2-7 game. Shaka Smart, Tom Izzo. I, I'm going to go Marquette. They're, they're legit. Yeah, I think Marquette is really legit. I got them also going. All right, so we go to the Midwest where you've got Houston and Auburn. I've got Houston and Iowa. Um, I'm a, I'm gonna go Cougars here, no matter what. I am. Oh God! Going Auburn over Houston in the uh, Auburn home game without uh, what's my guy's name at Houston? Is hurt. He's got his growing hurt. Um, starts with S. Sasser. Sasser. Hello. He's got his bad groin. He's gonna try to go. Um, it's got to play two days later. It's gonna be sore. Auburn home game. And by the way, do you know how much tickets? Are going for in Birmingham, Alabama? Or how how much how much do you think tickets are going to go for? Because get in price. If it's Saturday and Auburn beats Iowa and Alabama, assuming they beat Texas A&M on Thursday, Corpus Christi on uh, Thursday. Safe assumption. The two games there's going to be an Auburn game and an Alabama game oh, back get, to get, back. Get in price in Birmingham. Be, get in price will be four hundred bucks. It may be more than that. I mean, that will be a zoo. In Birmingham on Saturday, if both of those teams win Thursday, I got Auburn beating them in a, in a home game. I do. I think Houston is um, averages grits without Sasser, and it, they showed up in the in the Conference USA tournament when they got rolled up. All right, uh, Drake and Indiana is my four twelve game. Um, I'm gonna go Drake again. Ooh, really? I'm going Drake again. I got Indiana, Miami, and I got Indiana. Okay. Even if you, I, I'm surprised you don't like Indiana, huh? Mm -mm. I've watched them lose too many times. I like them. Uh, Iowa State and Xavier in a uh, six-three game. A good six-three game. A good six-three game. I, I, I'll go Musketeers here. I, they're they're solid. I have the same game. Have the same result. Oh, Aggies, Horns. 
future SEC game again. Rivalry. Gritty, tough teams. Um, whew. I, I, I'll go horns, but, man, I could be wrong. I, I love my boy Buzz. I do, too. Uh, I really like Buzz. I like everything Texas a and doing here. However, I have Texas. I think they have a similar build, athletic build, than what Alabama has right now. Um, I saw how that kind of limited what they could do guard play-wise because um, that's what happened Sunday. And so I, I got I got Texas winning this game. All right, I've got Kansas and Arkansas in a 1-8. Good 1-8. A really good 1-8. And, and if you're Kansas, Arkansas is the kind of team that scares the hell out of you. The teams that have given Kansas fits. Exactly, what you're about to say. Are these long athletic, athletic teams that can close out on you. Kansas, dude. If I didn't have to listen to the shit, I know what I'd pick right here. I'm going to pick Kansas because I don't want to listen to it. <laughs> if you told me Arkansas wins this game, I'm not even I'm not even a little surprised. I'm not either. I will actually probably bet on Arkansas if this matchup comes up. But in my bracket, I do have Kansas um, because of the value you'll get with Moneyline. I do have Kansas uh, beating them, but Ooh, boy, it, that's going to be it's that's a must bad. See. It's a bad matchup. That's must see TV because. The only thing that kept coming back in my head is when Kansas played Baylor. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time they played. And Baylor just blew the doors off of them. When Kansas played Texas this last time. Yep. And Arkansas's kind of like that. They're really long and athletic. And they go through these periods and they'll do it again. Yep. And they'll probably do the same thing where they build a double-digit lead and you're like, what the hell? And then they'll blow it. Right. But I just remember Bill Self. They they showed a you know they didn't have Mike on him, but they you could read his lips. He literally looked at one of his assistants and said, "They're so much better than us." Talking about Baylor, mm-hmm. and they were just getting out athleted, yep. and that just stuck in my head. But yeah, I'm I'm going Kansas, but reluctant reluctantly. If I said that right, uh, St. Mary's and UConn in a uh, four five. Whew. Those are supposed to be great games, and that would be one. I like St. Mary's here. I'm, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go with them. I got UConn big in this game. Okay. I got to tell you, this is the craziest part right here. If 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 Arkansas beats Kansas, they could make a run. The rest of this thing kind of falls their way. Um, they won't because they're they're not good enough to be consistent. TCU Gonzaga will be a great game. Ooh, what a good game. Um. I'll, I'll go Gonzaga, but I'll tell you, TCU could pull that off. They 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 have some moments. I have TCU beating Gonzaga. I got the six beating the three. I like TCU. Yeah, I, I, I have no argument. Uh, I got UCLA beating Northwestern in a two-seven. I do, but I think it's closer than the experts think. Okay. All right, so we're now to the Sweet 16. Sweet 16, baby. Uh, back to the south. I've got Alabama over uh, Virginia. I have Alabama over Charleston. Okay. And uh, I'll go. Uh, I'll go Arizona over Baylor. I also have Arizona over Baylor. Uh, down to the East, Purdue and Duke. Um, I- I'll go. I'll go Purdue there. I think Purdue's better than Duke. I have Duke ending the Purdue run in the Sweet Sixteen okay. because of the length that they have on the inside. I think they got enough length to give Purdue fit- e fits. Yeah. Um, especially with the big guys, I think they got the big guys to match up. And Duke is playing really really good basketball they right are. now they and are. they're hot and they've actually only uh they got screwed out of the um virginia game um late in the year 
on the bad call at the end of the game when Duke should have been shooting free throws with like 0.2 seconds, whatever it was, and they lost in overtime. And the ACC actually came back and said they screwed the call up, but it was too late. Virginia won in overtime. They have not I'll lost. watched that game. They have not lost since. Oh, interesting. John Shire's done a hell of a job. Um, Kansas State Marquette, if we get this 2-3, it will be a hell of a basketball game. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you're not a big college basketball person, you probably haven't watched these two teams play much. This would be a hell of a basketball game. I, I, and I'll go Marquette. I, listen, Shaka's team's really good. Uh, I, I'll, go, I'll go Marquette here. I also have Marquette over Kansas State. All right, up to the Midwest. Uh, Houston, I've got Houston ending uh, my Cinderella Drake. So Houston advances. I have, we just talked about it. I have Auburn, uh, excuse me, I have Auburn, Indiana. I have Indiana beating Auburn okay. in the Sweet 16. All right, I've got the 2-3 here, uh, Xavier and Texas. And I'm going to go Texas. I'll have the exact same game, exact same result. Okay. And then down to the west, uh, I've got Kansas and St. Mary's in a 1-5. I'm going to go Jayhawks here. I have Kansas and UConn here. Okay. And I have UConn Huskies ending the Kansas Jayhawks run with the two big athletic guys they got inside. They can just keep rotating them. I really like UConn, so I have UConn beating Kansas. Not a bad pick. Not bad. I, I, I actually right now like your bracket more than I like my bracket. Um, Gonzaga, UCLA. Ooh, what a good game. What a really good game. <sighs> Mark Fuse teams win in the bracket. They go deep in the, in the tournament these days. Um, of course, last year they got bounced in the sweet 16 by, by Arkansas. Um, and I think they get bounced here by, by UCLA. I'll, I'll go Bruins. I actually have TCU versus UCLA in this matchup in mind. Cause I have uh, TCU beating Gonzaga. I have TCU beating UCLA and ending UCLA's run here. Uh, UCLA's got injury problems. Their best their best guard defender, Torrey's Achilles, right before the uh, Pac-12 tournament started. Mm-hmm. And their big man in the semifinals or quarterfinals of the Pac-12 tournament dislocated his shoulder. Oh. And so that's why they're 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 really banged up. Well, then I'm changing mine to Gonzaga. You just won't talk yeah. out of it. I just right. let, I wanted to make sure you knew that because they're not – they're two of their best players are – one's out out because of Achilles and the other one – I mean, can't even move his arm. So he maybe he'll be better by then, but I'm not counting on it. All right, so uh, to the Elite Eight. Before we do that, I want to tell you that we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. It's cold out today, but you guys know what's coming. It's We live in the South. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, that area, get in touch with our friends at Southern 662-429-4429. All right, Elite Eight, Alabama, Arizona, and what would be a really fun game in, in Birmingham. Um, the last time I covered it. No, it won't be in Birmingham. I don't know where it's at, though. Oh, that's right. It wouldn't be in Birmingham. I was, never mind. Glad you stopped me. Uh, Alabama beats Arizona. Alabama to the, um, to final, the four. Final, final Four. Same game, same result. I've got Purdue and Marquette in a one-two game. I kind of went chalk here in the uh, in in this bracket, which is the East. I will go uh, Marquette to the Final Four. Good pick. Um, I have Marquette versus Duke, and I have the Duke Blue Devils beating Marquette, the five seed, going to the Final Four. Okay. Houston and Texas is my uh, Elite Eight game. I know you don't have Houston here. Um, I, I, I do. I've got Houston and Texas, and I'm going with the Horns. Hook'em, beating Houston to get to the Final Four. I have Texas-Indiana in this game. I have Hook'em-Horns-Texas going to the Final Four, beating Indiana in the Elite Eight. 
And then we've got Kansas, and I've got Kansas and Gonzaga in a 1-3 Elite Eight game. That's the perfect matchup for Kansas. If, if you're Kansas, you're like, oh, thank God. This thing fell just right for us. Um, dude, I, I'm going to tell you, that if I'm right, and if Arkansas survives Illinois, if you're Kansas and Illinois beats Arkansas, this is the easiest road you'll ever have. Minus UConn. Yeah, we got. If they make a run, I mean, you, you, you're always going to play somebody. Yeah. Um, I'll go. Uh, I'll go Kansas over Gonzaga. I have UConn versus TCU in this matchup, and I have the UConn Huskies going to the Final Four. Okay, I can see it. I like. I like UConn. All right, to the Final Four in Houston, and look, if they get this matchup, they're 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 pretty thrilled. <laughs> You think? <laughs> uh, I got Alabama and Marquette meeting in a uh, national semifinal. Um, I'll go Alabama. I have Alabama and Duke, which would be another Ooh, dream matchup for TV. Sign me up. I have the Alabama Crimson Tide beating the Duke Blue Devils going to the championship game. Okay. I can see it. Got a Big 12 um, rematch. These two teams would know each other well when they got together in Houston. It's Texas and Kansas for me. Um, God, what am I saying? I, Texas is too athletic for Kansas. Uh, I'll, you can tell I, I already think I've messed this up. I, I'll go Texas here before I go too deep. I actually am not. I'm not convinced Kansas gets out of the first weekend. But I, I wonder about the self thing. I wonder. I got questions about Kansas. But, yep. Um. I got Texas beating Kansas. I have Texas versus UConn in the Final Four. You're going Huskies. I'm going Texas to beat UConn and go to set up an Alabama-Texas National Championship game. All right. Well, we went through this whole process, you and me, and we've got the same Two championship teams. game. How about that? That's Alabama <laughs> and Texas meeting in Houston for the national title. Shoot. Ooh, um, dun, dun, dun. defensively, Texas would give Alabama fits. I don't know that there's one dude on that Texas team that can stop Miller. I think Texas could make Alabama's guard play a little shaky. On the other hand, Texas scores, man. I mean, Alabama scores. They just score, and they're Oh, what a game this will be. And if you're the SEC, you look at this and you go, cha-ching. Because I know Texas isn't in the league, but they're coming. Shows you how good this league's going to be. Um, I'll pick Texas to win the national title. Wow. What's your score? Because you guys do ask your tiebreaker. Uh, my score is 74 to 72. I have Alabama beating Texas. My final score is 78 to 71. Okay. I mean, dude, I saw it in person. And again, they when they when Alabama has slipped up, Alabama's kryptonite, and I, I know this is dumb, and this is a fan perspective. I do I never have coached basketball ever in my life. Um Alabama, I coached upward. But I am and you and, and YMCA. I never did did that. But I, I am a huge fan of basketball, especially college basketball. If Alabama plays the way that they played 
throughout the tournament, they're not going to get beat. I don't think there's anybody that can beat them. The only team that can beat Alabama is Alabama. Now, the one thing that they are very susceptible on, and then when you saw them lose in the regular season to Oklahoma, was after the whole distraction, right? The whole – Yeah. And so, if they're over that, which they seem to be, and then here's the thing, they are not scared to turn the ball over. But, dude, they just – you look up, they score so they in bunches, man. You look up and you're like down nine, but it was a tie game three possessions ago. They can come down – you can miss a shot. They can hit a three in transition, create a turnover, hit a three in transition, miss a shot, hit three in transition, and, and like in, and within a minute you're down nine, and you start putting teams in panic. They the only team I think that can beat Alabama right now is Alabama, um, because they're so deep. The other thing to look for here, this is my interesting thing that can get Alabama beat. I started seeing this when they when they went to Tennessee and lost, and it almost happened to them the other night, and the Texas A and M did a great job with it. Miller's kryptonite to get him off the court is he gets so many charges. People, that's like the thing with him. He can get into foul trouble. Yeah, he's fouled out a couple of games. He got three fouls in the like in the first eight minutes of the game in the championship game, which was good for Alabama. And I'm going to tell you why. Yep. Because the SEC is so physical, so athletic, that the officials occasionally. Not always, but occasionally start just letting it go because they get tired of we're going to be we're we're about to decide this game with foul trouble. And in the tournament, typically, especially in the early rounds, you get ticky tack calls. Oh my gosh! You see, you, I know you didn't watch last night, but that sixteen sixteen game last night it was like some kind of record. It's like thirty or forty something fouls. It's insane. They'll call everything, and these SEC teams don't know how to dial it back. All the banging in the right. post and the reaching, and next thing you know, you're in foul trouble. So, probably benefited Alabama that that happened because Nate Oates got an opportunity because I saw him say it to him on the. On the bench, man, you, you got to play in more control. You got to get you you can't you just can't do that. You can't just just he, drop the accelerator and and race into the lane. That's what's crazy. That when I was talking about how good he, you know, how that was the thing I noticed that I'd seen on TV. But exactly what you're saying is he, dude, he would accelerate and it looks so smooth and effortless, and he would beat his guy. And then he doesn't realize that somebody's coming back across to help across, and he got you know I think two charges and a ticky tack foul on defense within the first eight minutes of the game. But let me tell you how deep Alabama is. If that happened on any other team, his ass is sitting to the to the second half. Yeah, this dude went back in with like four minutes to go with three fouls in the in the in the first half, and he played the rest of the game I think with three fouls. As much as they wanted to win the title, that was also Oates is going okay. Get some experience playing with foul trouble. Because you might have to do it in the tournament. Someone asked me about Upward. Yeah. I'll just tell you, I hate Upward. I hate everything about <laughs> Upward. The whole, hey, put your kids out there, one through five, best to worst. So the little kid who's the worst, you as a coach have to go, hey, <laughs> you <suck>. Amy, you <laughs> suck. Hey, little Billy, you suck. All right, now you have to guard their guy who sucks, Okay. You can't possibly move up and guard somebody who's who's more talented than you. God knows we don't want to challenge you here. Oh, and Amy, you can bet I'm going to give you the sportsmanship star later in the after our. It's 
All right, you do know that I've already finished my reign, right? So you're fixing to get me on one of my pet peeves in life. And I'm going to apologize in advance to anybody that that takes this offensive. If and it, also, also, you can't run zone. I would run zone, though. You can't run zone. I'm like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> Why? Does God hate zone? I mean, how, did, did you talk to God about his thoughts on basketball defense? I mean, how did that work? You can tell I'm, I'm, I, I never fit in with that. I mean, well, here's what we're going to do. Well, sometimes in life, in sports, for 99 point something percent of us are never going past high school, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Never. Ever. So sports should be about an opportunity when the stakes are fairly low. Because at the end of the day, does it really matter right. if Opelousas beats Covington or not? Right. At the end of the day. Those are two Louisiana high schools for all you other people. So sports should be about life lessons that you can learn and take into things that do matter, right? Mm -hmm. So sports is about teamwork. It's about sacrifice. It's about uh, adversity, right? right? There's a reason why when you play a high school football game or a high school basketball game, you lose the game, okay? Sucks. Go into the locker room. Maybe the coach yells at you. Maybe everybody's a little teary-eyed or whatever. What do you do the next morning? You watch the film. You watch the film. And you learn from your mistakes. You learn from your mistakes, and then you go out to practice, and you try to correct the mistakes because you can't fix what happened. It's over. You try to fix the mistakes because the next week you're going to get another opportunity to play another game. And maybe this next week, this next week, you don't make that mistake. And instead of losing, you win. And now the locker room is a happy locker room. But you know what? The next day, you watch the film again because they got another team coming. And, hey, they maybe they're even better. And, hey, we can't rest on these laurels. We can celebrate this moment, but we got to get back to work. Got to get back to work because if we don't get back to work, they're going to get us. And then we up and down, we we're trying to get consistency, we're trying to improve and consistently improve. So let's enjoy the moment. But let's get better in the same way that when you get your ass kicked, the coach can come in and yell and scream, but the next day he can't come in yelling and screaming again. Now we got to focus on, hey, we got to get got to get better. Can't do anything about it. Let's move on. Let's get better. Let's let's learn from this. So in upward, it's hey, here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do, Amy. Why's it gotta be Amy? All right, Jennifer. Why's it gotta be Jennifer? Lauren. You can't guard her. No way. So we're not going to make you. And we're going to set it up where the only person who's going to guard you is the person who sucks over there for them. But you're going to get to play the same amount tonight, no matter what. And at the end of the game, no matter how bad you are, you're going to get a star. All right. <laughs> I'm going to apologize in advance for a few things uh, before I get started. If what I'm about to say offends you, just turn turn it off. Just turn off the show. Because this is the end. You're not missing anything. You're not going to miss anything. This is the last thing I'm talking about. Second thing is I've already had my reign. Bob, I'm on reign rage right now. All right. My pet peeve in life is participation trophies. And if you've listened to this show long enough, we talked about early in this podcast about my kids getting the trophy sent to them when we moved to Tuscaloosa. So world champions when they didn't win a game. 
I also have a lot of frustrations when it comes to upward basketball. Um, I am on a mission from the good Lord to eliminate participation trophies. And our good friend Ronnie Williams, who listens to the show, who I coach with I in right. baseball yeah. in the summertime, is uh, is laughing his ass off right now because he's had to sit in the dugout and listen to me bitch about this for at least once a, once a weekend for about 15 minutes, right? Yep. All right, so here's what people don't understand that drives me nuts about upward. Exactly what the same stuff that you had, you had, we, we play six quarters. If you don't like, I remember my mother coming, then look. Yeah, like, how does that work? My mom and dad will come to a game and go like, is, they'll get up at the end of the fourth quarter and be like, hey, let's go. So, oh, no, we got two more quarters because little Johnny's got to play more, okay? And then when it comes, it's sports. And then you have, the other thing that drives me nuts is you got like, okay, we're, we're participating in it. My, my smallest one did it, okay, yeah, which I'm yeah. cool with. Great coaches, the whole deal. Awesome. Love those guys. They do a great job. Uh-huh. But you always have that coach, all right? There's always that coach. The cheating coach. The cheating coach. Who who knows that that Jennifer's the best player. And then goes and, and it puts swaps, her third. Yeah. And then swaps. Creates a mismatch. Yeah, creates mismatches. Yeah, come on, dude. Like that drives me nuts. So uh I saw this happen. There's one particular coach in my And then he's the same one that on Sundays walking up and down the thing being a deacon or whatever at the damn church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stacking his <laughs> roster. And so loser. I saw like so my son uh was playing. And I saw they would go, they would see where our coaches lined up everybody, and then he would go switch wristbands, right? After everything. Yeah. And he's the same guy complaining to the officials with seven year old basketball, right? Yeah. Thinking that, on. hey, look, if we dominate this game enough, the Thunder are gonna call me <laughs> for me a job yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. So it happens. The same thing in, in baseball, right? So um, I don't mind talking, I can talk about this all I want to now. So we were we were a part of the Canes organization last year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Our team and our team, we have, uh, we have uh, fourth bracket, second <laughs> Oh, oh, here it goes. This is Ronnie. Ronnie's going. He's going to get me fired up. I'll, I'll tell the story, Ronnie. Thank you, Ronnie. It's just going to be me, you, and Neil laughing probably. But so we were part of the Canes organization last year, and they we were. I don't remember our, our particular name or whatever. But there was another. There was you know another Canes organization up there somewhere around Memphis. Well, our team is really made up of kids from Lafayette High School. Oxford High School, um, we have Cenotopia and South Haven, right? So we are uh, Cenotopia, excuse me, and uh, South Panola. So we have four different schools that are kids from our team, and now they're in high school and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. that's where they go to school. So we go. We're we're a local team. We we practice here in Oxford, and and uh, we're actually changing organizations because there was another Canes team, and we would play them in tournaments, and we would beat the brakes off of this team, right? Then we would show up in these other tournaments. It was the same team, but the national Canes guy, if I saw him show up at the park, he would bring in other players from other Canes teams around. I'm talking from Arkansas, wherever, yep. like the national team stuff, yep. and show up and play in our little tournament yep. and then walk around like, oh, yeah, you know, hey, you know, Bobby Cox is retiring. retiring. I'm fixing to go to the Braves and be the manager. So we show up in the state tournament. And he he shows up with his dudes. Well, here's the other thing. If I was a parent oh. on that other team and you're sitting my kid all weekend to play some freaking hot shot that comes in and plays. I've never I'd told be, you. Have I ever told you oh, Carson's, Carson's travel baseball experience? Yes, you have. Yeah. I mean, it's, We're the two redneck coaches. And if you're listening, I don't care. <laughs> hey, if, if the shoe fits <laughs> and it fits you like Cinderella's slipper, baby. 
He's like 10. Yeah. And he's showing up for practice. All right, when you're 10 and you're showing up for practice, it's assumed by most that you're not Shohei Otani. <laughs> okay? That there's some form of, hey, the parent's paying for this. The payment is for participation because God forbid it's yeah. fun. God forbid they let's have, don't have, let's let's don't don't have fun. Let's not have any fun. But also development. You get to play. 100%. How do you get better at football? You play reps. You play football. Yeah. How do you become a better basketball player? You, you play you basketball. Play. Yes. Right? Yes. I think I think we all agree with that. Yes. How do you become a better writer? You write. <laughs> right. Okay. So he practices, goes, drives out to God knows where, some batting cage, someplace in the middle of nowhere. Take batting practice. But when the tournament comes around, and we're talking about, I mean, let me tell you all, there, there, are, <laughs> there are five prestigious tournaments in sports. There's the NCAA tournament. Yep. College football. There's the uh, college football playoff. Yep. World Series. There's the World Series. What well, other There's the NBA Finals. Okay, yeah. And there's the Senatobia 12 and 13 year oh. old uh, invitational. That everyone that's knows that's the big one. Okay. <laughs> the Senatobia 10 year old invitational <laughs> in March in the cold. And you take the same kid, and now you're like, Hey, we got to win this thing. <laughs> let's go get us some kids that hadn't been playing. They don't even have uniforms. Now, let's bring them on in. <coughs> hey, uh, give him your hat for today. <laughs> your kid sits on the bench all day long. Yeah. While the ringer, who I'm sure today is now playing for the Angels. Um, yeah, starting. Yeah. It's my, it was Mike, Mike Trout. I, it didn't look like Mike Trout, but maybe it was. <laughs> maybe it was Mike Trout's long-lost little brother. Yeah. Just, just yeah. you know, that's, ask me how interested Carson was in playing baseball after that. Yeah, zero. The people that do, that's why I, I'll go off on travel baseball. Because for every good travel baseball coach, there's five shitty ones. I'm very, because my kids play, right? So I'm coaching my... And I will coach my younger son when he gets older. I just can't. It's hard for me to coach seven-year-olds right now. I was very picky about who he plays with and for. So, I know Drew, I think, listens to our show. Um, he's a head coach, and he does a great, they do a great job with the kids and all that stuff. Yeah. But there, you got to be careful about Like, I wouldn't let my kids – like, Brock's still mad at me about because I'm glad it probably – I probably hurt his development, but I won't let them pitch, you know, until they get older and all that stuff. But anyway, so – but I'm 100% against participation trophies. It drives me nuts. And so Ronnie is telling me. Well, kids was, don't want them either. Why, well, do we, why do we do that? to the, Why, why it, are we doing this to the kids, man? No, you'll be surprised, though. All right, so. Yeah, but I've watched Carson, his soccer team. Yeah. All right, last year they played in a soccer deal, and, and they finished second, meaning they lost the championship game. Yep. And it was a close game, and it was kind of heated, yeah. and the kids chirped yeah. and stuff. And they made them pose for the picture. Yeah. And. In the picture, not one kid smiling. And at the end of the at the end of that, they all take their. I guess it was a medal. Yes. maybe it was a trophy. Oh, they do rings now too. Dropped them, trash cans. Well, those my those will be my favorite. Now, that was I'll tell you this. That was a proud moment. Yeah, probably. I might because listen, life's about. You got to learn how to build. You got to learn how to lose gracefully. You got to learn. How, you have to learn how to win. It's about competing, right? You got to learn but, how to compete. You got to learn how to win. But you, but you also learn how to lose. But too. you got to want to win. Yeah, you got to want to win. You got to play to win. So Ronnie got me started over here. So I got to tell this because Ronnie brought it up. 
So we're playing in a tournament, and I think it was Horn Lake, if yeah, I'm not see, mistaken. My, my friend Tom here is exactly, he says the same thing. He succeeded as a parent when his daughter would exit the softball complex after a long tournament weekend and, and drop her second or third place oh, trophy into the garbage. Tom, you succeeded as That's a father. That's a win. Yeah, it's when you know, hey, she, she might not grow up to play Major League Baseball, but she's going to be all right. And so we were playing in this tournament, and it was a big, big, big tournament, like 20-something teams. Well, they had a – when you come to Sunday, you know, you have pool play, and you come to Sunday, you had a championship bracket, mm-hmm. and you had a consolation bracket. Oh, yeah. All right? So we got seated. We and we were decent. I mean, we're a good team, right? But we played like two got two teams were better than us in the in the uh, in pool play and got beat. So we made it, we had an zero and two record or maybe one and one. I don't remember what it was. But so we, you're in the we, we in the consolation bracket. bracket. Okay. We show up on Sunday and we just roll through the consolation bracket because a lot of those teams can't play. And uh, they bring us. So there's twenty something teams. So basically, we finished thirteenth in this tournament. Okay, I think it was twelve <laughs> teams in the in the championship bracket. <laughs> They bring us rings for winning. What are you supposed to do with those rings? All right, so here's the funny part. All right, we had some, and this is before we made our little transition in the group we have now. We had kids on our team that were wanting rings. And I said, I'm not giving those rings out. No, no, no. And then Ronnie was like, I'm not giving those rings out. Then we got we got another guy coaches with us named Rodney. And Rodney's a stud. Oh, Ronnie said it was South Haven. Thanks, Ronnie. And so we got... <laughs> We started every time we would get like those nine rings, we would we just put them in the bucket. <laughs> and so Ronnie's got like eighty seven thousand rings in a in a big plastic bag somewhere in his house. And Rodney was hiding. And I remember Rodney was getting out. We played a tournament a couple weeks later. And Rodney's like getting in the balls and stuff. He's finding rings and everything else. But we had people that were like, "We're going to the championship game." And I'd be like on the bench, like, "Congratulations, man. We're gonna be twelfth." Yeah. You know, like. But here's the thing: is like. All kidding aside, this is what's lost in that is life is about con- and this is my message. Okay, we're gonna play our players. If we had to bring in a kid like we were low on players, if we had to bring in somebody to play to, so we have enough to play, you're gonna hit dead ass last in the lineup, and you're gonna rotate and play. I'm not gonna put somebody on the bench because and look, I did it. Well, one of my best friends in the world. Okay, maybe my best friend in the world. His they're they're living in Alabama. His son's a really good baseball player. He came and played with us a couple of tournaments because we didn't have enough players because we had a kid get hurt or whatever, right? So he hit dead ass last, okay? And then he helped us win a game. The guy hits a grand slam. I'd like to be hitting him third, right? Sure. Okay? He hit dead ass last in the lineup, okay? And he rotated in the field. He didn't start. He rotated with people, and and but everybody needs to play and develop. Yeah, here's this, I, and here's our team. Here's our team. This is our team, right? Because sometimes in life you're going to get put on the you're going to get put on a team where you, you you don't have a, a bunch of great teammates, and you got to learn how to like everybody's not super talented, like you're, you're yeah. you know you're you're your group at work right maybe yes, you know I mean I I've worked with people who I mean I had to carry them, you know like, hey we're yeah. going to go cover this game and he's slow, not a fast rider my I'm I'm going to have to help with his notebook yeah okay I'm going to have to help because we got we got we got to get this done, so you play as a team, and that's your team. You can't just go out, recruit extra help. You got to get through it. Yep. Got to play hard. And maybe by playing hard or working hard or whatever, you, you end up achieving success. And the success actually means something. It does. And you got here. Here's the thing is for me is I started. See, my son's 15 now. So 15, 14. I think I've, this is my third year doing it ever since we got fired, whenever that was. All right. So my whole deal is this is life. 99.99% of these kids that are playing 
in these tournaments will not ever even they may go to junior college and play baseball or whatever but there uh, very few of them are going to go be first round picks or whatever right and so it's their opportunity because so many kids play to learn how to compete and when you get in life okay in the real world it's about two things it's about the way you present yourself okay and it's about competition and you have to learn how to compete and competing is not always easy competing is very difficult because you're nobody's ever going to be perfect competing and so when you when you line up and you get dealt with some adversity, how are you going to live with that? Are you celebrating the fact that we suck and finish twelfth in the tournament? Or are you going to celebrate that we finished second? And we had we had parents that want to take all those pictures and stuff after we finished second. And Ronnie knows this is good. I have a rule: if we finish second, I don't get in pictures. I don't do pictures. Only only if we only if we win, because I, I don't I don't believe in that. I don't believe in rewarding people for not winning. I don't, and I think it's. I think learning how to win is just as important as winning because you can win in two different ways. You can win just because you're better than everybody else. And that doesn't make, that's just as guilty. If you go and take a, uh, which we've had this happen in little league baseball too, or whatever you would call this group is you'll be triple a or, or whatever you are. I think we we're double a triple a, whatever you are. And you'll go in these tournaments and they'll put some majors group together and go and try to win a tournament. That's just as guilty. It's learning how to win the right way, learning how to win when things are tough. Because that's what life is. If you want to win in life, things are not going to be easy. And so you have to learn how to win when things are tough. It's kind of like uh, when, you know, as you hear all the greats talk about it. Like uh, I'm going to bring in a golf reference here. But Tiger Woods said when he became really – because he went early in his career, he'd won because of talent. But when he became really good is when he learned how to win when he didn't have his best stuff. If you want to see the elite players and elite people win at doing things, they learn how to win when things aren't going all uh, snow clouds and bunny rabbits. Because a lot of people, when the shit hits the fan, are going to cower in the big moment they and quit. quit. Yeah. Okay, you got to learn how to, and that's the same thing with college football, college basketball. It doesn't matter. When the lights are on, when it's showtime, you have to be able to perform. And that's and you don't learn those lessons when you're an adult. You learn them when things sure. are tough and, and you're at your younger age because sport, that's what sport is for me. Sport's about Agreed. discipline. Sport's about learning how to win, okay, when you don't have your best stuff. Yeah, and, like, over, and overcoming adversity and yeah. rebounding and, 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 and learning from failure. Yeah. You're going to fail? If, if you want to ask me. You're going to apply for jobs that you don't get? What are you going to do? You're going to apply for a job and you don't get it? And, and you go, okay, well, that's it. I'm, I'm done. Well, I'm never applying for a job. I mean, is that what you do? Or, or you get fired? I got fired. Yeah, I got fired in Mobile. It sucked. Yeah, I mean, I've had people to this day go, "It's best thing ever happened to you." Okay, cool. But that day, it <laughs> oh, yeah. sucked. It's, it's the next day. Yep, it sucked. Yeah, like beyond the money, it just sucked. Like it was embarrassing. Yeah, even though I didn't do anything wrong, it was humiliating. Yeah. Even though I shouldn't have been humiliated. Exactly, and it, it, but I, I. But what did I do? I mean, I. I, I mean, it, it. And it set me back. I mean, I. I hurt for a while. I mean, I. I but I ended up. You know, we can tell these stories. I mean, it's just it's life. But if I'd never, I don't think if I'd ever played sports. I don't. I don't know how prepared I would have been for that. Yeah. Because sometimes you play, and sometimes you know, like sometimes you know this. You play. Yeah. You. You coach teams. You work hard. You practice. You have a good plan. You just get beat. And it sucks, but it happens. It's like when people ask me, you know, all the time, I go, oh, you know, when I look back at my career, 
in coaching. And I always think about like when, when I was at St. Paul's, right. Or at Alabama. Yeah. Those teams had the most success of any team I've ever been on, but that wasn't the most gratifying as a coach. Right. Right. Like, and he, and a buddy of mine knows this. I'm probably going to hope nobody gets mad at me. I guess we've done the statute of limitations now, but we were so good at St. Paul's and the year we won state championship with AJ and all those guys. We would be beating people so bad at halftime because I would come out firing and get a lead and then get everybody out, right? Trying to win a championship. I have a buddy named Paul that's uh was a good, I won't say his last name, but he listens to our show. He I had he was one of them, but I had several friends that would come down, spend the weekend with us, go to a game on Friday night. Um, I, I would come out of the it was I'd let my brother in law do it, Jeff do it. Um I'd come down at halftime. I would give them my call sheet, put them in the press box with my headset on, and I would come down and let them call plays in the second half. Just a random person. Do you know why I did that? Because as long as they read the words, they had no idea what the play was. But as long as they read the words on the call sheet right, the play was going to work because the players were that good. I mean, Coach, the seventh pick in the NFL draft was my backup running back. We were We had dudes. Hand the ball off to them and just let them ringers. go do things. Yeah, they yeah, maybe allegedly, so, allegedly, yeah. allegedly ringers. I was recruiting really good before I became a college coach. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, but my point was it was going to work, and so I, I I let them call plays. But that wasn't the most rewarding thing. Rewarding is like I mean, the teams I'm very proud of, Arkansas State our last year when we we had had back to back four and eight seasons and we go undefeated in the league, and we come to Ole Miss the next year. Whatever year that was, right? 12. Uh, 12. 12. That team had one and a half SEC players on it. Yep. One and a half. That's what it had on that team. And we found a way to go six and six. Best coaching job I've ever been Agreed. a part of best in my I've entire career. Seen. Best one I've ever seen. Like, I know everybody's got their Hugh Freeze things on here. <clears throat> I love Hugh, obviously. They should build a statue of that season out there. We had like playing like 50 dudes on scholarship and one and a half SEC players and went six and six and should have won some more. Yeah. Right, Agreed. should have won at least two more. Um, but I just, my point is this: is that and I know we got to go. Yeah, we got to go. My point is this: is that if you don't learn how to win at an early age and screw this participation trophy, you're setting we're setting future generations back, in yes. my opinion, yes. by not teaching them the way to win when shit goes wrong. Agreed. So, hey, we got a super chat. You you want to address that? Oh, uh, we got two. Uh, yeah. Uh, Austin says, "Preach, brother Siski," and uh, Tom. Tom, thank you for the super chat. You must have uh, first one. Appreciate you, Tom. Tom, Tom agreed with us. Yep. Tom yeah. wins as a dad today. He gets well, he dad does. of the year. He does. That's that's what that's what you have to teach. And if you learn it in sports, you can to apply it in life when it matters. And sometimes, and someone made this point. Sometimes, you go into a game and you know you're going to lose. And you play it anyway. Yep. And yet you lose, but you played. And there's gonna be days. Gonna be days that you go do you go to work and you have to do work that you don't like. Yep. That's it. So be it. All right. We need a good life lessons today. Yeah, we gotta end this thing. Yeah, thanks, uh, Hardman. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, send uh, Caroline's having surgery tomorrow. So appreciate all that. Yeah, that's uh, good, man. Yep. All right, we will be back. I think next week we'll be back to uh, regular schedules next week. And then the week after that, we'll have a weird 
first part of the week because I got to drive Caroline back to Fayetteville, so I'll, I won't I won't be here on that Monday. But uh, we'll be back uh, we'll be back on Monday with another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Thanks to everybody in the uh, in the chat for participating. Don't forget Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push your limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. And don't forget if you if you want to, today's will be the last day because it locks tomorrow. Join the uh, the McCready and Siski fans group. Um, on ESPN to put your brackets in. Yep. All right, for Tyler, I'm Neil. Have a great weekend. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.